Hello everyone and welcome to Finger Guns with Tony, James, and Dave. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Baldwin, and here I am with... Tony Baldwin. James Amatuzio. And uh, this is a new podcast for us. Uh, We've had a couple of ideas in the past. A couple of us have been on podcasts before, but this is the first time that the three of us are striking out on our own. So... How are we doing tonight, boys? I am uh, pretty tired. You know, uh, I was at the cottage all weekend, and uh, yeah, kind of want to sleep. I kind of want to die. A uh, little bit of both, you know. Yeah, I'm about the same. I'm. You were you were at the cottage this weekend? No, I'm feeling about the same though. I am a little sleepy, but I'm okay. I'm here. Um, I'm very excited to actually start this with you guys. So, yes, welcome to. Finger guns. Finger guns. Pew 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 pew. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> So to start, I think one of the things we're going to try to do with this podcast, at least at the beginning, is keep a segment where we get to talk about what we've watched over the last couple weeks. Um, So we'll break it up as sort of like the best, the meh, and the worst of the last two weeks. Um, So I can start. I'll give uh, give sort of my three. I haven't seen a whole lot in the last two weeks, so going back a couple weeks now, um, I'm going to put my best as The Brood which is my first time I ever had to see it. Ooh, 70s Cronenberg. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. It was something. I'm really happy that we're doing that Criterion Challenge. Uh, For everybody, the three of us have started a Criterion movie challenge where every week we're watching a new Criterion movie based on a certain set of criteria. And one of them was, for me, was The Brood. And it was the first time I've ever seen like old school, early Cronenberg. And I was blown away it's wild it is an absolute fucking trip yeah Um, yeah definitely yeah definitely it's a a journey every every Cronenberg movie is a journey yeah for sure an absolute treat but like so very very 70s yeah and friendly friendly too oh yeah 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 it's a it's a wholesome movie um but yeah so that was my best and then I think my meh was one we all watched together um 80s black exploitation. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Which was fine. It was fine. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was uh, sort of what I was expecting, I guess, from like a stereo. Well, not even stereotypical. I was I was commenting on the genre. Yeah. Um, well, it's trying to be stereotypical, right? It's making fun of certain tropes. tropes yeah, tropes. Yeah. Yeah. And like ideas. there was that scene. There was that scene in the bar where. She's uh, she's flipping towards the guys to punch them, and it like swaps over to like a dude with dreadlocks, and then yeah. switches back to her leaning against the bar. Yeah, perfection. It was great. <laughs> yeah, and it like was... instead of the war on drugs, like they they are all getting gold chains. Gold yeah, chains. it was a war on gold chains. Love, yeah, yeah. I love the gold, like the gold chains, but it's it's very clever for what it is. Yeah, for yeah. What it is. But it was it and was sort it's of... a good take on black exploitation, I would say. Yeah. And that was so. It was. It was. I mean, if you're into black exploitation and want to see like a good commentary is, on it, I mean, you all should be. Who isn't? You all should be. Right. Um, and it is Black History Month, so it was appropriate. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, my worst. 
was I was rewatching. I was feeling kind of shitty uh, a couple weeks back. Like I had a sinus infection, so I usually watch movies that make me feel happy. Um, so I watched the first Star Trek from uh, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Yes, I should say. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, the clarification <laughs> is needed, um, and it's still good. But then I followed it up with Into Darkness, and uh, <laughs> the only saving grace is that I watched it in 4K, and it looks fucking gorgeous like it is stunning and like full frame full taking up my 75 inch screen beautiful does it all look gorgeous or just like the lens flares uh there's a lot there's a whole lot of lens flare he loves it loves the the first one was egregious the second one is like the whole movie is a lens everything's so clean (laughs) everything's glistening yeah yeah everything's got a sheen to it yeah Anton Yelchin though yeah my boy Pour one, oh. out. Pour one out for Anton Yelchin. Always. Otherwise, that movie, oof. Plot-wise, oof. Come <laughs> My review, my review on Letterbox was just the clip that uh, it was it was Star Trek for goats, and so it was just the goat instead of saying con. It was bah! That's fair. Oh, Amazing. That's anyway, fair. so those are my three. Either one of you. All right. So my best, meh, and worst. Let's start off with the best. Uh, the best, I would say, is The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. Um, there's not much I could say about this because I was left shocked and uh, kind of sick to my stomach. It's uh, about, uh, based on a true story, it's uh, about this man. His name is uh, Kenneth Chamberlain. Uh, his his medical bracelet goes off in the middle of the night. The cops come. You know, same story. Uh, he's a black man in the, uh, in the ghetto in the States, and uh, the cops want to come in, make sure he's okay through miscommunication and all that sort of police brutality, all that nonsense. He ends up uh, getting murdered. And uh, definitely, I definitely had nightmares, but this movie is uh, required, uh, required um, viewing for anybody. And uh, it's definitely something that you guys should check out. It was phenomenal. The main actor, uh, his name is escaping me right now. Frankie Faison. Frankie Faison. He is the he's the best he's ever been. Uh, I think he delivers one hell of a performance. It's heartbreaking. It's devastating. Um, it's definitely one you should seek out for sure. I'm adding that to my watch list. That you definitely, you definitely wild, should, man. And uh, stick it, stick around after the credits. There's a Marvel post credit scene. No. And uh, yeah, it is, and it is chilling. The it killing chilling. of Kenneth Chamberlain too. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, electric yeah. boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe they could put one in there. Like how that movie sounds like it has a complete structure. I don't. Where do? Oh, it was in real don't time. Don't spoil it for me. No spoilers, <laughs> but it goes out in real time, and uh, I wasn't expecting this the the scene, and it All caught right. me off guard, and I was even more shook. All right. Um, going into my meh, uh, I might get a little bit of flack for this, but. Uh, my meh for this week is uh, Bloodsport. <laughs> did you not enjoy being invited to the Kumite? I I did not. I did not. Oh, side side point. If you guys ever want to turn Bloodsport into a drinking game, anytime they say Kumite, you take a shot. <laughs> I can't. I, that sounds I, like a mess. Like I've, I've never seen it beginning to end, but like. How can you turn down the invitation to the Kumite, Tony? <laughs> uh, I did it very easily. <laughs> it was uh, it was something. Don't get me wrong. Like the the fighting, the Kumite, 
as you guys like to put it, uh, was good. Like the fight, the fighting's good. The fight scenes were amazing. Um, that, that, that's what it's called. It's called the Kumite. Yeah, that's, I understand what it's it the is. Tournament. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but on, honestly, if you guys are all into Jean Claude Van Damme and his uh, the muscles from Brussels, who isn't? Uh, who, who isn't? Who isn't? You know, um, apparently you. Apparently me. Apparently me. It's fine. Uh, it, it just have to it, work it just didn't do, it just didn't do it for me. Like everyone hyped it up. Uh, I had seen scenes of it when I was younger, but uh, now that I've seen it entirely for the first time, I was just kind of meh. That's fair. Yeah. And then I'm probably gonna get flack for this too, just judgment from probably why I watched it. But my worst movie is uh, the classic from 2003, I think. It's called Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Oh, no. <laughs> was that the second one? That was yes. the second one. That was the Child. second one. Was there only two? There was only two, mm. thank God. Thank and then God. there was a... And then the reboot. A reboot. The reboot, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. This movie uh, took everything that was good about the first one and uh, completely threw it away. They replaced Bill Murray with Bernie Mac. Um, which there's is, nothing wrong with that. There's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong with it, but like, I prefer Bill Murray. Well, he was uh, a, he was a dick on set. That's why they yeah. replaced him. He didn't want to yeah. come back. Yeah, that's 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 fair. But then they get rid of the best part of the first one, which is obviously Sam Rockwell. He's the best thing yeah. in anything. Yeah. And uh, they replaced him with Demi Moore. Yeah, no, that's like, no. Well, she's better on the eyes. She's better on the eyes, but like I don't Sam know, Rockwell's that's got the dance moves. The dance moves, man, and he looked freaking gorgeous in the first one. Well, you're right. He was quite young. He's, he's he was gorgeous. He was quite young, but, but Demi Moore is also quite gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Demi. 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 I'm sorry. I think we're gonna have to change the name of this fucking podcast to Semantics. Yeah, <laughs> Semantics. 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 Tony, James, and Dave. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was my two weeks. Uh, I'm hoping that my next two weeks is uh, significantly better than that one. All right. Nice. All right. And Dave. over to you, Dave. So I would. Uh, I was going to talk about Kenneth Chamberlain because that one really uh, struck me hard after you told me about it. Um, but I would go with the best one uh, was when I rewatched uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Ooh. which um, is one of my childhood favorites, and it is very well held up. It still looks. It was a Blu-ray copy, and they they um, restored part of it, and it still looks great. That was gonna ask if you if you got to watch it in like high def or if it was. I watched it on Blu-ray. I know there's nice. a 4K that just came out, but I haven't gotten it yet. Um, but it, it looks great. The acting is top notch. The animation is incredible. And like Bob Hoskins, Christopher Lloyd, like it's, it is a beautiful, beautiful piece of cinema. Banger for sure. I've never seen it. Okay. So I <laughs> okay. guess, I guess Tony, future episode, <laughs> I guess Tony's leaving for the Kumite. Yeah. <laughs> James is leaving because he's never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm sorry. I, I've oh. seen pieces of it. I've okay. seen pieces we will of watch it. it. We'll watch it again. I've seen Dave's sexual awakening in it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I understand. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. I'm yeah. still attracted to Jessica Rabbit. I, I, I have no now, shame. Now, was this one of the movies that your parents wouldn't let you watch as a child? Because I know they wouldn't no. let you watch Jurassic Park. They would not let me watch Jurassic Park. They also, uh, someone gifted me a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on VHS and it was like the cartoon yeah and that was hidden in a guest room in my parents house because I wasn't allowed to watch that either so but anyway I digress I'm we have we'll have we'll have words about this later, yeah. yes but, we need uh, to have words um 
I know a lot of people say like Disney wants to like maintain like this family friendly image, but like this is like forties noir detective thriller, like hard boy. Like it's like <laughs> it's like, like, like it's called yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit and he's being framed for murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a cartoon character. Yeah. Like it's it's like it's funny and it's ha ha ha, but there's there's some it's, bleak it's, it's there's got some, some bleak, demons. In there's some there. bleak shit that yeah. happens. And Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh it's a trip. I gotta watch it. It's a trip, it. and it's it's incredible. It's incredible. I just I love it so much. Um, my Matt one would be uh, Matthew Vaughn's The Kingsman, The King's Man, The King's Man, The King's Man. Man. The King's mm-hmm. Man. It mm-hmm. was uh, that's the newest one. That's right? the newest one. Yes, it's a prequel to the other ones where they how they start the agency, and it's it has some interesting sequences. It has mm-hmm. some some pretty solid action and a couple of fun bits, and then there's a lot of lulls and a lot of why do we need all of this here couldn't we just couldn't this just be an email like, yeah. <laughs> oh my yes yes oh my god couldn't yes. this just be an email why because oh. i was sitting there and i was like like i'm not feeling the length but i'm like okay we could we could get through this a little quicker we could yeah this there's a lot of things that could have been done a little quicker in this but like yeah and it's it's hard it's hard to, it's it's hard to set up a story where you kind of know exactly where it has to go already. Mm-hmm. It's the prequel issue, but man, I so just so aggressively mediocre. Yeah, like I like I like all of the cast, and I was surprised by some of the people that show up, like my yeah. boy Tucci. Yeah, and sorry, well, our boy Tucci. Well, spoiler alert! Is that really a spoiler? Well, it is a spoiler if you don't know that the Tucci man's not in it. Like, come on now. I apologize for the spoiler. Tucci. Tucci. Stanley Tucci shows up. <laughs> I won't give you context, but he's there. Seeking um, this movie out immediately. Right? <laughs> but, like, the lead cast is all great. I love Ray Fiennes and Gemma Arterton. Mm-hmm. And they're great. And just... I can never say the guy's name who plays Rasputin. I can never say it right. Yeah, Reese no. Ethans. Sure. That guy. Some, some, that the guy, guy who plays Rasputin. Yes. 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 Great. He whatever he's on, the Bath rest salt. of the the rest of the cast <laughs> needed to be on it, because he he brings the heat. He brings the heat. I just and the movie loses a whole lot of energy when he's not there. Oh my god! Have, do you know? It's been around online, but do you know what the mid credit scene is? No. I have not seen this. Movie. I want to talk about it so bad. Just talk about it. It doesn't matter. Just, it's not. It's not a. It's, is it? Is it a big thing? Like, is it going to ruin my Kingsman experience? No, not. No, at all. it's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. They okay. set up this like Avengers style like thing of like they're getting the fucking team like evil team together and they fucking like out of the shadows comes Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And I'm oh like, oh my god, I saw a meme on the internet the about fuck that. Yeah. Is this because it's all about World War One, right? Yeah. yeah. And like they do a lot of like my knowledge of World War One is pretty limited, but they like tie in certain things it's, that's kind yeah, of fun. It's pretty yeah. like where it's supposed to be and then yeah. they just like kind of tweaked history to work. Yeah, with yeah. Kingsman, but they didn't really have to change much. I mean, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand he gets assassinated. That's what kicked off World War One. It's all there. It plays yeah. out the yeah. way that it plays out. Isn't exactly how it happens, but it works. It were it works pretty. It works you pretty gotta, well. You got to sprinkle that the, fairy dust, that Hollywood then, fairy dust on the, it. And after it ends, uh-huh. like whoever's left of the evil team, yeah, it's like 
is it St- Stalin and someone else, right? Yeah. And then they're like, well, if if things are someone to match up, my rival in the West, yeah. And then Adolf Hitler walks it's out, like... and it's like, what? What? What is this? What is this? What is this trash? Wow. Like it's an over, it's over the top, like the other yeah. ones, but it's yeah. like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It just adds all this like back nonsense to history that like. Uh... It's so unnecessary. Everything that they set up, like, World War One, works really well to it. I don't understand what the plan would be to if they were doing a sequel to this. Like, what? World War Two. I guess, but, like, that's and then they, touchy. They can, like, they have to get through the 20s, then they can get into World War Two, and then, obviously, they have to talk about the Holocaust at some point. Yeah. And then it would just be about the Cold War. And yeah. we've already seen enough Cold War movies. We don't need, we can another, stop. We don't need a Kingsman Cold War yeah. movie. Yeah. And we're about Kingsman... to go through the new Cold War, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's and like the Kingsman is already the Cold War. Like it's always they're fighting in the shadows. They're taking out secret organizations, and you don't even notice it. Look, the newspapers—they don't tell me what I did. Like, yeah. we don't need to anyway. It was just, yeah, it's very. It was a fun little Friday night movie, but yep. I'm glad I didn't pay to see it. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm glad it was streamed. Glad it was a stream film, and. The worst one, I would say, was um, a St. Vincent film called The Nowhere Inn. It's a mockumentary about St. Vincent's concert tour, and it's very avant-garde and very Mm. artsy. It was very artsy. There's a part part where her and Dakota Dakota Johnson are in lingerie, and they're, they're doing some naughty things to each other, and that piqued my interest, but the rest of the film, not... Not as much. That's how I actually got him sold on to watch the movie. <laughs> That's fair. It doesn't take much to sell you on the movie. I feel yeah. Like no. All I had to say was Dakota Johnson in lingerie, and he was already turning the movie on. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't. It was a. It was a tough one to get through, and I respect it for the arts. the The way it was edited was pretty cool, and um, I respect its ambition, but it wasn't for me. That's fair. That's fair. Art films are, well, is it one of those, I, I haven't looked at it up on Letterboxd at all, but is it one of those where, like, if you're, like, a super fan of St. Vincent, you're, like, it's a five, and... Um, it is... might be. It's just it's just very strange. Like, it's a mix of, like, concert footage and, like, mockumentary stuff. Right. And just, like, it's, it's telling a story. Right. It's just very avant-garde, mm-hmm. which I'm not familiar with St. Vincent's music is she avant-garde well, I, I, to an extent but not it, it seems it, it seems like an odd mix even to me and i don't i don't know her all that well either but it's just it's just very yeah. strange it's just very strange and otherworldly but it was nominated for best editing at the independent spirits fingers crossed yeah. it deserved a nomination yes. for editing yeah yeah all right i guess we can move on to our main uh main, our main segment all right the main the the so, reason we're all here. Today's episode is sponsored by the movie Scream. <laughs> no, it's not sponsored at all. I wish it was sponsored by Scream. We'll get sponsors. We'll get there. Um, we'll, we'll get, get there. some sponsors. But, uh, yeah, Scream. Uh, which, the newest... which, which Scream are we talking about? Just Scream. Just 2022. Scream 2022. So I guess, yeah, we can, we can start just like a brief history of Scream in general. Uh, first one was 1996. Correct. Um, and there has been five of them. 
Correct. Including this year's 2022 edition of Scream. Yes. I'm happy that they didn't go with five cream for it. I think that would have been clever. But it would have been great. Five cream. Five cream. I think that would have been clever. I'm 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 kind of happy that they didn't, and I will get more into even the title of this one, along with its main themes in a bit. Um, so this one takes place literally what 20 what's the quick math here 2022 1996 20 something years 25 ish 26 right? 26 years yeah i think yeah. they say 25 yeah, 20, i think they say 25 they say yeah. 25 in the movie right it's yeah been, it's been some time it's theoretically 26 if we're going by its calendar year 2022 but, but it, they, they made, probably they made were it in 2021 and they're referencing yeah the so original. 25 years um and it is a definite 100% requel. I hate that word. <laughs> it comes up so often. I hate that word. Um, and yeah, Stupid. so it's it's in the same vein as your most recent requels of Halloween 2018. I guess more recently, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if anybody's watched that on Netflix. And I've seen exactly two scenes, and I'm okay. Yeah, it's not it's a, really the only two it's scenes. It's not a really masterpiece of cinema. Exactly. Uh, it should not be seeked out immediately. But it does have a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, it does. So it's Finally. About, it's it about does. time. Finally. Totally live up to the hype. It only took 50 years, but there's an actual Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, Scream, following in that requel tread of carving out a new storyline while maintaining callbacks to the original, whether it's characters, set, sets, locations, kills, uh, ways scenes are shot. Like, there's a lot of homage paid across the four other films that happened. Mm, um, I guess before we talk about this one, in terms of... I, so I, I'd seen the only one of the screams that I'd ever seen before this year was the original scream. Well, that's the only one you really need. Right. Yeah. So this year I took I took it on myself to like actually go through it and go watch Scream 1, 2, 3 and 4 prior to seeing this one. Um then I mean they were all okay. The first one is still great. First one stands out for sure. And it was kind of I guess diminishing returns, which is uh, what I expected as time went on and the series kept Jane Silent Bob itself. showed up in the third one. Right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. We tried so to did talk fucking about the uh, third one. Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. Carrie Fisher did yeah, show up in the yeah, third one. You're right, you're right. And, like, it was a whole, like, meta call out of, oh, you look like I'm not her. I'm like, bitch, stop. Like, <laughs> we know it's you. Um, but what for. So I watched all of them more recently, but what about, uh, what about you guys in terms of, like, the franchise leading up to this? Uh, I rewatched the first one. At Halloween, during Halloween last year. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen the other three in 10 years-ish. I saw the fourth one in theaters. That's what I was going to ask. Like, you I were... I did see that. I did yeah. see that one in theaters on opening night. Mm. Um, and I believe I watched all three of them, like, the day before, back to back to back. Um, I might have actually recorded a podcast about Scream 4. Really? It's hilarious, yeah. I'll have to look. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a cherished franchise, but uh, sure. they're enjoyable, and I feel like I would get more out of them now because I would probably understand the references sure. better than I would have in my uh, teenage years. Yeah, but uh, they're not bad movies, and I don't think any of them are awful. 
No, no. And I, I definitely didn't the, hate any of them. And I remember the fourth one being a whole lot better than people yeah. people suggested it was. Yeah, and, and it was I kind think of before its time. Yeah. But. I think that's how I ended up too of like peaking with Scream One and then it kind of falls into like a valley. Not really ever hating it, but then coming back up for Scream Four. Yeah, it, it's Scream actually four, not Scream that bad. Was, Scream Four was a banger. Yeah. Um, do you hold the first one in any sort of like reverential place for horror or I think it's just a solid it's a yeah, solid movie. It's a solid, it's solid 90s, movie. Solid solid 90s movie, movie and it's sure. it speaks to a generation. It it feels dated but not dated. Like it's it still works. It Minus still like works. some of the technology of like everything's yeah, landline, yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, but you take out the landline stuff. Yeah. But it's still like it still works and it's still scary and it's still Agreed. really funny and It earned its place. Yeah. It yeah. earned its place. Definitely. And it also launched Scary Movie, which is also which was direct, a banger. Which was directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans, yeah. who directed your I'm yeah. Gonna Get You Sucker. We're coming full circle, We're coming man. Full, full circle, circle here. Full circle. Tony, what about you for the four? Um, yeah. Like, I usually I usually make a, uh, I make a conscious effort to at least watch one of them around Halloween time. Uh, I know my my wife is kind of obsessed with Scream. I wouldn't say obsessed, actually. I would say she she loves she, Scream is one of one of her uh, more preferred horror movies. Sure. Uh, uh, fun fact about Scream: I was deathly afraid of Ghostface as a child, <laughs> <laughs> and That's fair. Uh, it got it got pretty bad because uh, David ended up uh, being Ghostface for Halloween one time. So having that costume yeah, in yeah. this, it definitely terrified me. And I don't oh, think I got... Right. You guys had the mask. Yeah, we had the mask. Yeah. And Dave I liked think to I actually put... have two masks. Two yeah. ghost face masks. Yeah. He did. Because I had the whole costume. practical jokes, too. Well, naturally. Yeah, I, had, I had the full costume. And then one of the, the screen box set I got came with the mask, too. Oh, I remember that box set. And it was like packaged. It was like shrink-wrapped in like... In its own thing, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. neat, neat, neat. Yeah. I think I like the costume more than I like the mask. It is a pretty cool costume. It's it is, dope. It is pretty dope. It's, it's a it's very a really cool it, like it's mask, a really good mask idea. It's pretty iconic at this point. Yeah. It's it's a great fucking. You know what though? And like, slightly off topic, but also it, most horror franchises, good masks. I don't know what it is. Inside Out, Mike. Uh, Inside Out, William Shatner, worked. Fucking this weird ghost face thing worked. And like weapon choices, a hunting knife. Beautiful. That's Perfect. It. It's classic. Sometimes Look at that it's a kitchen fucking knife. curved blade go. right at the end. Yeah. Bueno. Um, bueno. Yeah. Good masks Good in masks. horror movies. I don't. They always work. I don't know what it is. Like, why? I, anyway. Um, Good masks. Yeah. I think is what are I'm you, say. Or they wear other people's faces. Oh God! There's yeah. that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's that. It's always or a mask of yeah. choice. But again, is that yeah. not a mask? Pin, pin faces or yeah. yeah, hockey masks. Yeah, yeah, good masks. Good masks. But going going back to uh, my thoughts on the franchise, uh, like the first, the first one is your your old timer. It's definitely gotten better with age. I would say I was always kind of partial to the second one for some godly ass reason. I don't know why. I don't remember uh, it being that bad. Sarah Michelle I don't, Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, um, Ollie who Fantastic. Was, yeah. Come on. Who was Lori uh, Metcalf? Who was the yeah. Who was the guy at the beginning? Uh, was it Mackay Pfeiffer? Is it Omar Epps? Omar Epps. There they. Yeah, look, Omar yeah. Epps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Omar Epps Mackay getting it. Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay Pfeiffer. You know. <laughs> uh, 
no, Omar Epps getting it uh, in the bathroom in the yeah. glory hole. Yeah. Uh, that's that stands out as one of the best kills in my opinion. Um, but other than other than the that, dick and, the dick and scary movies. The dick that's and all scary I movie. think of now. I like <laughs> the dick oh and scary God. movies. Pretty good. <laughs> so pretty good. pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite franchises, but I will say that the original is definitely an all timer. Yeah, I agree. So. Thinking about all of that, moving into Five Cream. Um, five Cream. Five Cream I'm is now what we're just going to only call That's it now. That's what we're calling um, it. We, just, we should just call it Ice Cream at this point. Ice Cream. <laughs> I like it, too. Um, do we want to go... So, since this is coming out, like we're, we're, we're timing this with the release on Tuesday. Yes, the digital um, release. The digital there release. Is. So, everybody can see it. And you probably should see it before you continue listening to us. Because I we can't not talk yeah. about like uh, otherwise what are we talking about like uh, the, well, we don't have the, the feeling we like, don't have to spoil the whole thing we're not gonna t- well, let's not tell everybody who the who the killer is that's <sighs> that ruins the fun yeah but it ruins some of the things i okay. have written like, you know what let's let's do this we'll have a spoil. let's we're gonna we're gonna tag a spoiler section just before we get to like the most crucial spoiler of who the killers are at that point if you want to all bets you can skip or not it's up to you all i would recommend though like watch it first because all bets are off i i mean i enjoyed it i think i enjoyed it as much as i liked scream 4 that's fair um i didn't love it i didn't think it was like the second coming um but there's reasons i think that we can parse into a little bit more um but do you want to go like sort of not moment by moment but like part of the movie by part of the movie and just sort of talk about like any random thoughts you might have had from it if you'd like, yeah. Sure. We can, Why would you I, 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 while I would not risk my life for the Babadook, I did, <laughs> I did, I did appreciate that. Um, I like what they changed. I like that it wasn't the exact same formula. They changed it up a bit. Yeah. And they made some key changes uh to certain moments and certain tropes that the screen films are known for yeah and i think not making arquette uh courtney cox and nev campbell the leads this time 100 percent. i think that was the best choice i think that was the best move like you could only do it so many times like even when they even the fourth one they were pushing it and i feel like they did a good job just kind of having them in the background and having a new cast finally i think that that i think that was a good choice and i think it speaks it did a good job speaking to the current generation of horror and taking jabs at elevated horror and yeah. taking jabs at requels and carving its own path yeah and i was a little worried just because I don't want to say I'm a purist, but Wes Craven, Kevin Williamson did all four of the original films. Yeah. So yeah. having a new writing team, having new directors on this, I was a little worried. 100%. It, I feel like they were reverential enough and they were, they didn't reinvent anything, but it felt. You could tell that they were fans of the original. You could tell they were fans yeah, of the original. They wanted to bring that love yeah. to, to this. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel it was overly rever- I. Like I said, it was very reverential, but I don't think it's like 
Force Awakens, where it's like, oh, remember this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. that's where I wanted to like kind of go like with the, this, like the mem- the member berries. It wasn't all member berries oh the entire God. time. Yeah. So that's where I kind of <laughs> wanted to go with this in general too. Was talking about like sort of requels, fan service, and like the. So uh, we're not really spoiling anything here, but like one of the main things that it deals with thematically, at least towards the end, is about like toxic fandom, um, and it's like its whole fucking thing is talking about like requels that continually happen making films that are like fan service only and there was like that specific call out um when they're all in um uh in the house together and they're trying to figure out it's just after david arquette sort of comes in as dewey and like they're trying to figure out who in the friend group might be the killer and like they start talking about requels and how like it has to be a very specific type of requel where you're not too far into fan service and not too far away from it because fans hate when you change too much. That's uh fucking last Jedi, last Jedi, last Jedi. Um, which I personally really liked that movie, but anyway, um, I, I don't adore it, but I, I, I appreciate that. He, he went for something. He went for, so- yeah. he went for a different feeling than Abrams did. Yeah. <laughs> he tried yeah. to do something different. Yeah. He tried to do something different. And like, if we speak, even in like, she, um, the, that one character made some call outs to other films. So there was the references, of course, we were just kind of talking about it to like elevated horror of the Babadook and hereditary and which it is great because I like all of those. It yeah. follows and the Vivitch as I will only call it because That's it is fine. two V's and not a W. That's fine. Um, it was nice to hear like, call-outs to films that, like, are happening now, but also going back to, like, that slasher-style thing. But in the requel section, she was talking about um, a bunch of other movies that didn't work. Um, I think she mentioned um, Flatliners. Yep. yep. The remake of that. Yep. Not very good. No. Not a very good movie. Um, and now I'm blanking on all the other ones. Do you remember? You've seen it more recently than I have. Uh, she mentioned Halloween 2018 and the good side of that. Mm-hmm. Um, good film, good film. And yeah, and I think I think they followed that sort of same sort of threaded line. I think Halloween leans more into making the older characters the main. Like Jamie Lee Curtis was a very big part <laughs> of that. And she's the lead film, and she was the lead. Um, whereas in this one, yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave, of, of like making that choice to like have them come in as side characters, sort of help the story along, but not steal the focus away. Yeah. yeah. But my main question is, as a requel, which is the term I guess that's I'm going to use, where we need to stop um, <laughs> as a requel, as a film that's doing, it's rebooting the franchise while bringing back elements from a previous original film using similar locations or exact same locations, using similar characters, bringing them back in, using similar shots, kills, whatever, as reverential to what the first one was, while continuing to make a meta commentary on it and how it's not a good thing or like how some do it better than others, does it get to escape that thread of was it too fanservice-y? Like, because they're calling it out, because they're winking at the camera and like, ah, see, we get it. Like, does it come off as my main question or my main example of this is when they first introduce Sydney back in when when Dewey calls Sydney and they do this like shot from behind of this girl running 
and then they do this slow pan from her feet all the way to her face as if it's not going to be Sydney because we just saw fucking Gale Weathers on the TV, so we know it's not Gale. Um, it, does that come off more as, ah, wink, wink, see what we're doing here? Or does it come off as, no, oh, this is fan service Like, this is like an intro that you would get in literally any other franchise that was trying to do something like this. I think it's your your second point there. You're hitting the nail on the head. It's your... It's not them being fan servicey. It's like you're gonna get that. You you need you need a big for someone like Sydney Prescott to show up on screen. Like you need a big opening like that. So for them to do that, that's that's I I, I don't I I don't see them introducing her any other way. Right. So I, I think you're also since you saw all the films recently, and I have not seen them all as recently but that was always what it was was always self-referential so it's not like they're outside of the box like they they have like if they didn't do things like that you would be more disappointed because you're like okay well this isn't scream anymore yeah right and that's i think that's my biggest struggle with like the franchise as a whole not the first one the first one because at that time it was dealing with more they were talking about other horror franchises and like, well, these are the rules for surviving a horror movie, and like, see the see Halloween for example a. Um, but the further in you get, it starts just self-referencing back to itself, and stab, it's in yeah. movie mm-hmm. counterpart of stab. Um, so I've always had a hard time parsing out whether it gets to escape sort of any criticism of it being too fan servicey or being too reverential because it knows what it's doing. It's it's to well, me. Does it's always, it know what it's doing? Ex- that's where I struggle, right? Like I don't know how much of like, it. Some is... of it's a little too clever for its own good. Right. Even the first movie was too clever. Some of the parts are still mm-hmm. too, are too clever for its own good. But that's that's what that's what those movies were. Right. So it's not like it's they're always poking fun at. Yeah. They're always exactly. poking fun, always. Yeah. and they're always and then they started poking fun at themselves, and that's yeah. why Scream yeah. Three is kind of iffy, right? Yeah. And then leaving it. For so long and then coming back for Scream 4 yeah. worked to its benefit because they had new movies to make fun of and they right. had new plus like the horror friend the horror genre in itself like changed right yeah. so obviously they need to change the rules they need to and change with adapt it. and adapt they right? need to change with it which makes me curious why they're already making another one and not right. waiting and yeah. not waiting for at least like a, a bit beat, of a gap yeah a beat because like, I get striking while the iron's hot, but I think the reason this one works is because it's been so long. Right. It's been so and long. And it, it's had the time to adjust to, to the just world state. around it. Yes. Because um, it it's a very specific kind of movie, right? It's a slasher movie. We 100%. don't really get slasher movies anymore. We get elevated horror. Yes. And then we yes. also get... And there was like that whole torture porn phase, and like they've been trying. Oh to, man! They tried to bring back Saw, and it didn't work. Nope, nope, it didn't work. And like Halloween was great, but Halloween Kills was not. It was not. And and see that that worries me too. That's what I was going to sort of talk about when when you were saying like striking while the iron's hot, because like I feel like Halloween could have existed on its own, and then they decided to go, yeah, okay, let's let, we can make this a trilogy, but you didn't know what the. F- you were gonna do for the second one like the second one has so i'm worried that like yeah you, so little time has passed you're right with like 
what the what the fuck more do you have to say about the same thing that you're kind of like i don't know what's more relevant now i think the problem and it's basically a problem with film in general Mm. is that the only thing that sells now that we're on the year movie three of the pandemic the the trilogy of the pandemic um is that the only thing that sells right now is ip so if the ip works they're going to keep using it they're not going to stretch outside the box and horror is one of the only genres that seems to be doing decently as opposed to adult dramas or kids films or something that doesn't involve a superhero yeah and i I mean horror's always had that that idea of make something for relatively little money oh yeah and just make it work yeah like horror's always been able to pull that off yeah yeah um and blumhouse i would say blumhouse has perfected the model and yeah. uh yeah i was i was talking to james and uh when's the last time they flopped on something can you remember a flop but even if they well, truth or flop, dare didn't do that well yeah, yeah, but, yeah but, truth, but they still made their they budget, made back their on budget. Exactly. Yeah, well, truth they, or dare. they specifically keep them cheap for a reason yeah horror horror seems to have that way of it brings people out to the theater regardless and it's a, except for malignant which is upsetting which was great now we're back to that conversation of ip and even horror can't really escape it like they're able to get into theaters and generally they can make a movie for a smaller budget and get away with it but the moment you bring in new ideas suddenly now it's a gamble and a risk and audiences don't want to take a chance on it even though just fyi everybody malignant fucks it truly does the back half of malignant fucks like it is worth the watch it truly and does. kind of just a small struggle through the first half to get to some of the most banana shit I've seen in a long time. Um, Can we just stop talking? Just watch Malignant? Yeah, just throw <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, this podcast I, is now about Malignant. <laughs> I love me some Gabriel. But you, yeah. yeah, it's... I think we've gotten to saturation on IPs, and it's curious that, like... They haven't brought back Nightmare on Elm Street again. They haven't brought back Jason. I know he was in, like, lawsuit hell for a while, but they still didn't bring him back. They could yeah. have brought him back anyway. Yeah. Like, they haven't brought those two back. Like, they're redoing Hellraiser. They're redoing... They just redid Texas Chainsaw. Right. Which, I don't know how this series lasted as long as it did, because there was literally only one good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the like, first why is one. It, why is it still going? Why I is... couldn't believe there's so many why is it still going but it's we're just we're just at the point of saturation they're just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and i think it's the problem with everything so when you're asking is it too self-referential is it too out of the box Mm. the things the things it does different right like they're basically telling you in that scene that's the thesis scene of the movie of you don't want to stray too far right but you want to at least make it more unique or do something different which they do in this film like true not everybody dies right there isn't there isn't like just like a couple of people left yeah. at the end like which, we don't, which, which, we don't I, which, which i thought was kind of refreshing right because right? like you watch a horror movie you know that all the main cast is going to die right yeah. whereas like 75 percent of the main cast i think still lived yeah right. like a number right. of people are still alive at the end of the film exactly and we didn't have to have a fucking drawn out funeral scene for one of the previous leads where everybody had to like 
yeah we didn't leave yeah we didn't need any of that and it it does enough differently Mm -hmm. while still hewing to the fan service and trying to have its cake and eat it too yeah yeah and it, it yeah so it ties back in of just like talking about how like ip is like the one thing that continues to work but you have to do it in a certain way or else it doesn't work right. anymore it doesn't work um and then so so towards the end it was more about like sort of that toxic fandom thing of an idea of something being too skewed or too far away from what something used to be now the fans revolt and take it into their own hands and in this case quite literally take it into their own hands um to make something better or to try to force something better to happen but fans don't it doesn't belong to the fans correct and it's never belonged to the fans no and i think that's that's where it's getting dangerous now and it's commenting on that and the fourth one kind of commented on it too where it's like we have people tweeting for the snyder cut and now the snyder verse like they know what's best yeah and unfortunately they don't no like they might enjoy it i'm there's i'm would love to watch i haven't seen uh, Snyder's Justice League yet I want to and I'm sure his Snyderverse would be great but like there was a time there was a place it's time We've, to move on exactly Star Wars they like who was episode who who liked episode 9 who was that for it didn't please anybody nope and now they're just tried to please everybody and pleased absolutely nobody pleased nobody and now they're redoing now they're bringing Luke Skywalker back in like old yeah. Luke Skywalker and like Mark Hamill's not going to be around forever so now we're going to get this uncanny valley CGI Mark Hamill yeah who's doing Luke Skywalker things yeah and it's we I, need to stop agreed i like i like that that is the angle that they took on why this movie exists and why what happens in the movie happens and like I was just like, I, I literally, I think at one point I was like, I paused and went, yeah, nice. Like, great. Clap, like, yeah. thank you. Thank you for actually, like, bringing this shit up because it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, to me, film keeps moving forward and it should continually move forward, but we keep getting drawn backwards yeah. by people who think that they're owed something by directors or fucking producers or studios. Nobody's owed anything. Don't owe anything. You you own the film. Congratulations! You have the film on Blu-ray. Good for you. That's all you own. Yeah. You don't get to dictate what happens next or where it goes. Art yeah. should continue to grow and change. We can't just get stuck in in repeating the same cycle. And I like that Scream doesn't. Yeah, it gets to comment on it. It gets to kind of be a little self-referential and bring back specific characters and sets and locations. But it gets to carve out its own path and introduces to new characters that can, if they want to, continue on forward. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned Elevated Horror and Jordan Peele. Get Out oh is God. a much yeah. different movie than Us. Yeah. And is probably a much different movie than Woke. Yeah. And, like, he has his own genre now. Like, it's his own yeah. thing. And he's a brand. And we're going for him. Just like Nolan is a exactly. brand. And we're just going for him. But he's making very different movies. Yes. Yeah. We need so, people that will continue to take those big swings. Even if you got to use the same IP that we already have to do it, 
at least do something different with it. And I like that Scream kind of does. It does give you something different that isn't just the same thing. That's um, fair. <laughs> anything you want to add? Uh, honestly, I had a blast watching this. Uh, I wasn't really, I wasn't really expecting much. I love that it was, uh, it was pretty much a love letter to the first one, and it had, uh, it had that sprinkle of nostalgia, that sprinkle of, uh, of what you, what you guys are saying, and how you're trying to make it new, and you're trying to comment on. Yeah. on everything i like i like the social comment uh commentary on it and uh what i also loved is uh the pandemic moments in it and when i say pandemic moments i mean uh and this might be getting into spoiler territory but i just thought it was funny sure um there's the part where uh near the end where they all like come rushing into the into the room and they're just like oh you're the killer no you're the killer no you're the killer and i'm just like sure that is one of the the biggest 2022 moments i i've I've ever seen because you're literally pointing at each other you don't know who's who right and it's almost like you you can't you you can't believe anything right? right and then another another point that i absolutely loved was uh the girl getting smashed with the hand sanitizer yeah <laughs> like, what the fuck was that hand sanitizer like, i was like what Great. the fuck what the hell like uh, the, just in in another time that would have been nothing but yeah. in the time that we're currently in a girl getting smashed in the head with uh a bottle of sanitizer and then yeah. getting lit up like it was Chekhov's hand sanitizer yeah. <laughs> it was it was just magic and uh i thoroughly enjoyed it it was i had to i had to so i for for everyone if anybody knows what Chekhov's gun is in terms of like a theory for film it's uh if you see a gun in the first act by the second act it has to be loaded and by the third act it has to be fired um so for a lot of things as like a fun joke, Dave and I just point out things that are Chekhov's whatever. So I had two for this one. One was Chekhov's hand sanitizer. So I'm like, that's going to play a, f- a factor. But right at the beginning, she takes this huge puff out of her inhaler. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Chekhov's inhaler. <laughs> We're going to see that come back later. That's so I've just started using it to define like specific things that I know are just like planted in the beginning so that it's going to pay off later on. Um, but yes, Chekhov's hand sanitizer was a good one for this one. And, um, that, and that's got to go down as, like, one of, like, the better kills in the Scream franchise. I have it written down here that uh, uh, passing the torch, because that's what they said. They, like, passed sure. the torch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, rivals uh, yeah. the kill in the fourth one, where it was just, like, they looked at the girl and they were, like, clear, and yeah. they could get her in the head with the also defibrillator. Also a good kill. Also um, that ridiculous leads me down kill. one other thing I wanted to mention, too, of, like, so 1996 to 2022 – man five cream was violent yeah holy fuck Vicious. like that, those oh my god you fucking say that i didn't see i think i've also been desensitized I oh for sure was, oh i, I didn't think, think it was overly violent. i didn't jump oh. out of my skin but i was just like <laughs> i didn't think it was overly violent like some of it was a little i was like okay yeah yeah but it was the guys who did uh ready or not in that movie right was it ready or not ready no. or not yeah, no, yeah. yeah it is ready or not the one oh, in the house yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Ready or seat. not. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Ready or not. And, like, that movie's pretty vicious. Yes. 
but in fact it ends in buckets of blood 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. but i think more of like because i watched all of it back to back to back to back to back that's fair i noticed the trend of it just increasing as time went on because i guess in general we've become more desensitized to violence but like that kill of fucking wes at the door with the knife going through his fucking cheek that was hardcore, it was man. His, it was his neck. Or his neck. His neck. neck. Yeah, that's it was right. his neck. Yeah. It was hard fucking yeah. core. Like, damn. Yeah. Um, and, like, at the be- at the beginning when he literally, like, stomps on the girl's ankle and, like, completely shatters yeah. it. I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was playing for keeps. Yeah, it 100%. definitely, yeah. It was playing for keeps. Like, the violence yeah. group at the time, I like that they also tweaked... Uh, the premise around it to work with the time as well like yeah okay so first of all cordless phones i guess because you still need a landline you gotta um, have the landline <laughs> i just like i'm thinking about it, if it was me and like i was living at home and my parents had a landline would i even answer it no Fuck probably no. not and no. i like that the first thing she did was just like look at it and mute it i'm like same girl like that's yep i'm same right there with same. you yeah. there's no i would not have done anything different there but then she picked it up on the second ring. No, just let it. Let just it let, go it go. let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. It's not your phone. You're not. They're not calling <laughs> yeah. for you. Um, I so and then like adding in the smart house element, um, of like she had control of the door locks, but it's a smart house, which they're not all that secure. So Ghostface was able to get into it. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like unlock the doors, and that part was fucking terrible. That was more terrifying than like a lot of other things where like she kept trying to lock the door, and then like he calls back and he's like, So do you think I made it in between you trying to lock the door again? That's fucking creepy, man. Well, I would. It was a genuinely. There's some creepy moments, and there's some yeah. fun fake out parts. You guys mentioned Wes, and where oh. you're waiting for him, for yeah. something yeah. bad yeah. to happen to yeah. him. And it's just waiting. Yeah. And like every turn, you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> after I, I yeah, after the second one, I was just like, I'm done. I, I don't care anymore. Like, it just went on for too long. Through oh, that, I thought that it was, was the fun. entire was having, kitchen was, was, was like door open, close. I thought it was fun. But can I say something? When sure. you're getting held against your will, and you're getting, and a knife is getting pointed at you. Yeah. Do you only got your hands? You're you're face to face with this killer. Mm. Wouldn't you like you know knee him in the balls, try and kick him? Yeah, I was wondering like, that too. Like I feel like he he literally got shoved against the wall. He wasn't like he still had his legs. He's like he yeah. was he's in pretty good shape. Dylan O'Brien. He's 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 in good shape. So why why wouldn't you just kick your assailant? At least if you kicked him, you had would have more of a fight. You probably would have gotten stabbed more viciously, but. I'm going to chalk this up to when was the last time you were held up against a door against your will? Yeah, I'm sure. Somebody yeah, who was sure. going to stab you. Sure, sure. Like, you don't know how you would react, right? Uh, and that's something yeah. they did really well in Halloween where she thinks she's a badass and the moment right. she the moment she, she's face-to-face with him, she's fucking terrified. Right. Uh, right? Because that's the truth. You, yeah. you don't you can, know. You don't know yeah. how you're going to react. 100%. Um, like it becomes fight or flight, and it depends on what you might just freeze up completely, and that's just what's that's what happened happen. to him, and that's what happened um, to him. He got stabbed in the neck. But I think beyond that too, like in order for like a horror film to work in general, people still have to make really fucking stupid choices, and this it, it's not immune from it. Although if everyone was so smart, then it wouldn't be a horror movie anymore. It yeah. would be like I don't know a detective thriller. Like 
horror movie without dumb mistakes isn't a horror, especially a slasher. You're not making a stupid mistake. How are we supposed to set up a kill? Like, if you're too smart for your own good, then why are you even in this movie? Like, you would have well, there are moments where stage they're... left. Yeah, but there are yeah. moments where everyone is kind of smarter than they, they should be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I did also uh, take a note of, it's been like 25 years. Why is everyone still a fucking terrible shot? Yeah, like, Dewey <laughs> still can't hit shit to save his life. And same with Sydney. She comes in and, like, fucking still misses completely. You would, think, it. You would think Sydney's, like, shooting fucking bullseyes <laughs> at this point in her life. But, uh, yeah, she still can't she hit might shit be out of the She might be out of the game for a bit, right? Oh, no. Sydney uh... Prescott's definitely not out of the game. <laughs> she is always ready. She's like she's like Chuck Norris. She sleeps with one eye open yeah. and waits. She yeah. waits. Um, I also liked that. Okay, so... The thing, okay, do I don't wanna, know. Do you want to get into your spoiler talk? No, not yet. Okay. I have I a couple we're things. We're dancing around spoilers. Right? Yeah, we're we're doing okay, we're, we're almost there, I think. Um, but I had two, two other things. I'm going to say one thing that I liked and one thing that I didn't. Okay. The thing that I liked, there's that moment where Douche Canoe gets fucking uh, obliterated outside of his car. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> douche canoe. I like, canoe. That. I like that. And he, uh, like, as he's walking up to his, like, the car turns on and it's terrifying and he thinks it's fucking Big Jock Chode with fucking Hobbs and Shaw references. <laughs> By the way, a Hobbs and Shaw reference. Loved it. So Hobbs and Shaw exists in this universe yeah. as a film. Yeah. Great. Well, um, every film exists in that right, universe, except right? Scream, except for Scream. Stab. And, yeah, and Scream kind of exists as Stab. Yeah. Also, flame, was it a flamethrower? Is that what he has? Flamethrower, yeah. <laughs> when they're yeah, watching yeah, the YouTube video, yeah, like, yeah. that's great. Scream just went, or Stab just went full purge. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all I could think about when I saw yeah. that clip. Um, so he's he's walking up to his car. I really appreciated the use of the soundtrack there. Of like, it was a Nick Cave song, and it was talking about like he's a ghost, he's a ghost. Like I'm like, ooh, this is like really cool, nice. I like diegetic sounds that. Are like a wink for the audience, but like the guy that's about to get killed has like the, the dots won't connect for him. I I just enjoy that. What I didn't like, I'm sorry, you have two daughters. One of them was brutally stabbed at the beginning of the movie, and uh, and is I, in the hospital and, and needs, is in the needs hospital, major surgery. Is in the hospital is moved to a private floor. Which a where is this hospital that has an entirely <laughs> empty floor? Uh, two. Where also, is... she's guarded by a police officer. One police in officer. In this economy. Yeah. One police officer. Um, where is her mother? That's a good question. She's that is, these are referenced questions. as, oh, she's in the UK for a conference. Your daughter got st- What do you... Come home. What are you... There's not even a text message. <laughs> what are you doing? It's your fucking daughter. She was brutally attacked multiple times and like this takes place over days yeah it's only a couple of days yeah and we don't ever hear from her so i guess she's um she's ghost really busy mom. yeah real busy real she's busy ghost she's busy at those, stab, those, mo- those ghost mom right yeah. ghost mom and like they explain that away in the first one with her dad because yes. they kidnapped him exactly <laughs> right yeah. Right? Because you're like, well, why the fuck is her dad? Yeah. <laughs> that he's, he shows up and they're trying to frame him and stuff. But like this one, just like, yeah. I was like, is it, is it Chekhov's mom? <laughs> <laughs> and then she never showed she's up. Showing up at the end. Yeah. She's going to open the closet. She, she's going to be like her up. mom, like <laughs> shaking in a closet. But yeah, I would be, 
I'd be pretty pissed too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like they don't show other mothers in the movie. Like the parents are there. Yeah. yeah. Except for hers. Everybody Which is fine, because that explains why she was on her own at the beginning, and yeah. why she was an easy target, but it's like... Then she got stabbed, and you didn't fly you back. Didn't do you not give back? a shit about you your daughter? Yeah, like... Do you not care? You didn't even like, FaceTime her? Like, you're you're a strange daughter who, like, left the family, came back, exactly. but for some reason... You can't be there? You can't yeah. be there? Yeah. What's so important in the UK? Yeah. What is so important? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So let's let's put a let's put a a moment right now where if you haven't seen this movie, which I don't even know why you're still talking. I mean, we've given some stuff away already. Stop now. Go watch it. It's worth it. It's out now. It's on digital. Yeah, you can go see it. You can sit in your home. You don't have to go to a theater. It's worth a watch. Where I'm saying it's a recommend from us, regardless. Yes, I would yeah. recommend. So I, stick like, a click. Like, I would recommend it. Yeah, I think it's absolutely. I think it's a great film. Yeah. So stick a pin in our podcast right here. Go watch the film and then come right back. Exactly. This is your last warning. Last yeah. warning for yeah. before we start talking about spoilers. And uh, I'm going to uh, sound the purge alarm now. I love it. I love it. Final shot. Final time. <laughs> okay now we're talking now now we can talk about the for those of you who lasted through the purge alarm um, <laughs> welcome to the last half of this movie where we have to kind of talk about things um the first thing to point out of a random thought was so just before they go to get Chekhov's inhaler <laughs> um i love that Chekhov's. uh the main or the younger daughter gets attacked brutally at the hospital again, again. Okay. and like she struggles her way out of bed because she knows she's in danger and she's barely able to hold a wheelchair together and like move down the hallway she's struggling her fucking arms are broken her leg is all fucked up it's just having my girl jenna ortega she can take it jenna ortega is great she can take the heat fucking great but like she's struggling with this wheelchair and like whatever all that happens and then r.i.p dewey um which I I need to need to Go. say my pe- oh is this my time to say talk say about we're Dewey? talking about it now talk you know what I think that Dewey died like a bitch he died like a fucking bitch let me say say <laughs> something about this okay and I'm sorry if I get anyone all up in arms about this but I was fucking pissed when Dewey died I'm all for like you know main characters getting killed off I'm all for main characters getting killed off and everything and you know what i have it written here that david arquette was probably like harrison ford he's like yeah i'll come back but please for the love of god kill me off so i don't have to come back sure right but like just the whole like you know him pumping wait up. but like what does david arquette have going on in his life his wrestling career i was gonna say it's wrestling career he's if a, you have a wrestling career he does if you haven't seen the movie already the movie is called you can't kill david arquette fantastic documentary about his wrestling okay. career Tony's not lying. Tony's okay. not and, lying. Uh, are we talking like wrestling or like MMA fight? Like is it no, fighting I mean or wrestling. Like, 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 like Mexican like, like wrestling. Like wrestling. wrestling. Oh, like wrestling. luchador. Like wrestling. Fuck. Okay. Yes. Now I'm, I'm adding that to my watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Three and a half stars on Letterboxd. You should Amazing. seek it out. Um, but he just, he went out in such an awful and stupid way. Because, like, you knew the second when everyone gets into the elevator and even, like, uh, the sister goes, 
Dewey, why the fuck? Like, he's like, oh, I got to make sure he's de- he's dead. The girl goes, who the fuck cares? Yeah, Dewey, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Just get the hell out of there. And he goes yeah. back. You know, you have the slow motion of him putting the things in. You know he's going to die. I don't know why they're prepping this up. And then he gets, like, right into Ghostface's face. And then gets a phone call. And then gets a phone call. <laughs> so, like, and, like, bravo for Ghostface, like, you know, like, just carving him up. Because he fucking deserved it for being such a fucking idiot. To, to your point, they do set it up, like, loud and clear yeah. that he's going to die. Yeah. Like, even before that. Like, oh, it is sure. choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. he didn't, If he didn't bite it. Yeah. I would have been shocked. Well, yeah. he was supposed to and, die in the first one anyway. And, and so. they needed to kill someone. They can't. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Can't you can't kill them. Yeah. You can't keep bringing them back. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I totally exactly. get like, it. Like, statistically, you, you can't just keep bringing them back. Yeah, I totally get okay? it. Okay? And yeah. it was fine. It was overly choreographed. I thought the only thing dumb. I didn't, I thought was silly was the phone call. But they needed an excuse for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. And like he said it himself that he was going, you know, oh, I'm coming back. Oh, I'm probably gonna die. Like, yeah. like they said yeah. it up. I think the oh only thing God, that was Mike. the only thing that bothered me was how the ghost face mask apparently gives superpowers. Because like Dewey, Dewey's like he's a built guy, right? Yeah. Like he's not a bodybuilder, but like he he looks like he's more than he's about two hundred pounds, right? Yeah. And Ghostface is lifting him. Yeah. With knives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like his like it's it's already very like precarious. Like the yeah. knives are flying through like is. butter. And we know who it is at that point. Or afterwards we know who it is. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time whether we know who it is or not, it seems kind but even of even <laughs> more so with knowing who it is. Like, yeah, okay, at that time I guess you get to play away with it, but like that once you know who it is how? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. How? I don't know how. So let's 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 circle back to that in half a moment because we're gonna get through to who it is before we before we circle back to that. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying about the wheelchair thing. So she's struggling with the wheelchair, whatever. And then right after that, you know, they're rescued. They leave the hospital. They're like, "We're getting the fuck out of here." And that's not how this works. But anyway, they're gonna try. Good for you. And then Chekhov's inhaler forces them to go to what I can only describe as a memorial orgy. Um. Which I'm glad that they called out, and someone was like, "This is supposed to be a memorial for a friend, and it is like the rowdiest house party I've ever seen." <laughs> well, and that like, guy goes, "This is how I mourn with a fucking yeah, shot." Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm a typical tough to guy. Yeah. yeah, give me a break. Which, okay, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I wish my funeral was like that. Um, I want my funeral. <laughs> you want a Viking funeral? Shut I do. Face. You know what? I do. Uh, but then, so they roll up to get this backup inhaler. And uh, now we're now Tara. It's Tara, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, it's Tara Pop. now. Pop. Tara. Yeah. Okay. So. And now Tara comes back to this house, like comes to this house to get Chekhov's inhaler, um, and. She busts into this house on crutches, like, she has no mobility issues, she's got crutches down to a fucking art already, and I'm like, bitch, you have stab wounds on your arms still, <laughs> you are struggling to wheel a wheelchair, and now you're fucking king shit with the crutches. What? 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 What is this? Right. Uh, 
but also I do love I love uh, late night orgy fucking memorial and like dude's about to go get it on and then he can't because he realizes it's a memorial <laughs> <laughs> and also I don't know who the kiddler is which yeah um, I had called who I thought it was um, so let's get let's get who the killers were out of the way we had it was Amber fucking crazy ass best friend best friend yeah who I... was given off the craziest vibes from the beginning and boyfriend uh, Richie, um, shout out to my boy Huey. From <laughs> shout out the to Huey. Boys. You yeah. and your Huey. I kept Shit. saying Huey every time he came on to scream. I was like, "Oh my God, Huey!" Yeah, yeah. Good for Jack Quaid. He's still working. That's great. Yeah, good um, for him. He's not he's just in the boys. Well. He's, good he's for him. doing well for himself for sure. Yeah. Um, I I knew I had a feeling it was Amber. She had the crazy. Eyes. She had crazy eyes. Yeah. The, <laughs> she had crazy. Eyes. The the Richie thing was like, oh, okay. I guess if it had to be someone else, it had to be them. But like, I liked that last. Well, Dewey act points of... it out too. He's like, it's this guy. It's this fucking guy. Yeah, <laughs> Dewey right knew away. right from the start. He's like, and he knew he just, this this some bitch guy that was gonna carve me up. But I think the fake outs for Richie worked, like yeah. in terms of like him getting attacked and like mm. taking damage and. Um, being kind of in the right place in the right time. I like the fact that the one time that um, the girl gets attacked at the hospital, both of the killers are unaccounted for yeah. <laughs> at the same time. So that was, like, now thinking back to it, I'm like, oh, that was clever. Okay. And, like, you knew he was watching Netflix, and you knew Amber fucked off to wherever she went. Um, so... I, I would like... be scared of her though, because she's like She Hulk with knives. Like, yeah, yeah so she's, like, circle... she's kind of crazy. So let's now circle back. So we know that it was Richie and Amber, and the people that got attacked in the hospital when Tara was trying to wheel her way to freedom um, was Tara, Richie. Well, Tara and Richie. Tara and Richie. Um, yeah. Which meant that Richie was currently not in Ghostface, um, which means that the person that hulked. Dewey <laughs> was Amber. Was Amber. Yeah. This five foot five, <laughs> hundred and twenty pound internet fan of Scream. She's she's the Hulk. She's, she's the Hulk. She had secret fucking energy after taking three bullets to the chest with a yeah, she had a bulletproof vest on. Okay, fine. For sure. The you know, the Scream way. Yeah. Um she still would have been in a little bit of pain. Yeah, yeah, she's sore, and she fucking, like, t- like knived this guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 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 And if they're such good friends, like, maybe you should have seen some of the signs. For sure. Uh, I did, Miss Clingy. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, I don't even know her. Well, Tara didn't. <laughs> she still trusted her to have her backup inhaler. Like, <laughs> maybe you should have, maybe you should have. Now, break. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, Amber was the friend right at the beginning, right, that was, like, being spied on? Yes. Okay. One of my comments that I made, and I didn't realize it until right now, and I didn't circle back to it after I finished watching it. Um, in the beginning, so, she's she's got Ghostface on the phone, freaking her out, freaking Tara out, and, she's, and Ghostface is like, yeah, I'm like, I cloned Amber's phone, which theoretically didn't even have to it could have literally been amber it was amber's phone also amber sends so amber well let's say amber or richie sent a video Hmm. to tara of like hey look see i'm right outside amber's room but fucking tara's watching it like it's a fucking facetime it was just a video 
And she's like, oh, he's good. she's going to get it. I'm like, but you're not watching anything that's alive. How the fuck do you know? We're, use your brain, girl. Like, this is a video. Again. Yeah. She was in a fight or flight situation, yes. so she might not have caught on to that. Yes. And I'm sure the audience was being misdirected as well. 100%. 100%. So. But I caught that immediately that she, like, opened up. Like, it was like a .mp4 that was sent to her by text. And, like, uh... But you did, yeah. yeah <laughs> but he, he could have yeah. literally just recorded it and sent it to her. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be live. It could... Literally, he just sure. did it. Yeah. Right? I liked the fact that it was Amber and Richie. I liked their motive. I liked... Toxic Ch- fandom, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, like, needing to rewrite history, and they wanted to star in their own movie. And basically, they were redoing sort of the end of that one, too. Oh, or... Scream 4, yeah. Scream 4, right. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, everybody was going to die, and they were going to be, like, the lone hero that walks out of there. Yeah. Um, I also enjoyed watching Jack Quaid's brains get blown out at the end. Yeah. That was magic to see his brains explode out the top of his head all over the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also enjoyed when Cindy, Sydney was walking through the house and, like, going to where all the old spots were. Like, the first spot she went to was the thing the under pause. the stairs and yeah. fired a shot into it and then opened it up. And I'm like, nice. All right. Cool. Like, I like that you she still remember. She has PTSD. Yeah. 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 She, she remembers, right? I thought it was clever that it was his house. That was yeah. That was a fun little nod. Um, I enjoyed when the girlfriend, was it the girlfriend, gets shot in the face? Is that who it is? Or one of the friends gets shot? Because they're like, oh, you're the killer. And she's like, I'm not the killer. And oh, she's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. And you guys, I'm the killer. Boom. And you guys were talking yeah. about them not knowing how to shoot. She knew how to oh, shoot. Oh, she knew. <laughs> she, she, was, she, she shot that girl in the face <laughs> and also Gail Weathers right in the stomach. Yeah, like she knew how to shoot. Yeah. Oh, and like when, <laughs> when they're walking up, and they're like, "This is a trap." Yeah. <laughs> well, they know it's a trap. Well, they, were, they, they know it's a trap. Yet they fucking uh, they, they took so the long. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. This and they took so and they took so long to like they just let her fucking sit there and then like yeah. you know, get this, shot. This is, this is a trap. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah. I think my biggest issue with the film is um, Melissa Barrera as Sam is not very good. Right. She's not a very compelling lead. No. And I think ha- making her the um, illegitimate daughter of Billy oh, Loomis, yeah. I yeah. think that was a little forced. And I think yeah. CGI Skeet Ulrich oh, was, CGI really, was really silly. Oh. And like he's, he's still in his outfit from when he dies. Yeah. It's like she wouldn't have seen him exactly (laughs) you'd have a picture of him so you would know what he looks like but you wouldn't know what he looked like in that moment yeah and that that de-aging was (laughs) not the best no it wasn't the greatest it did look it did look weird yeah it looked weird like if it was just his voice like that would have been one thing but de-aging him putting cgi like no no especially when so much of it's practice so much of it's practical yeah yeah like there's a little bit of like special effects stuff here and there, but it's very practical. Yeah. And then this goofy thing. They did that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just Which like, is, what? What is it, this? It doesn't help. What is this? Like, I guess I get she's like maybe concerned that like she doesn't know herself. Yeah. 
And maybe she's like, I was like, where is this going? Is, are we going to do like... It doesn't a, really go anywhere. When she falls asleep, he takes over. Yeah, like, like the, it doesn't go anywhere, and it doesn't really hint. Like, like it doesn't even... Until the end not even a moment where you're like, oh, maybe. maybe until the end where it's like, you don't fuck with like a, a, the daughter of a serial killer. Yeah. And it's like, just non-stop Yeah, she goes, she goes like full-on Billy Loomis on it. See, I would... I'm the opposite. I liked that angle. I felt like you guys are right. They didn't do anything with it, but I'm hoping that they've planted the seed now, and maybe that's where they go in the sequel. Maybe, maybe a good. It's maybe. it's an interesting. It's an interesting take, and it's interesting. I just uh, interesting way to go in another direction, make it new. I think it was. I think it was forced, and I yeah. think it takes away from the movie. And I don't even know if they needed it. Like, maybe the only reason they needed it is because the mom didn't come back. If the mom came back, it would have been fine. Exactly. And they could have had, like, a whole hash out about fucking Billy Loomis. I wish they brought back fucking de-aged Matthew Lillard. That's who we missed. That's who we missed. And it's so goofy. Yeah. Like, I don't don't know. I didn't, I thought it was just, it was just a very odd thing. Yeah. The moment it happened, like, he first shows up, I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? I was, thrown off. I was thrown off right at the start because I was like, God. that looks fucking weird. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's not even just the CGI. It's just the whole, na- it, like the CGI doesn't help. It's just like the whole thing just doesn't, Right. it doesn't feel kosher because the rest of it's so tight, tightly yeah. wound. And it's like, this was obviously put in after the fact. 100%. Yeah. And I, I agree with your main point too, that she's not the strongest lead. No, she's not. Like it, Jenna Ortega is great. Is great, but she is not. No, and, and it, she's a whole lot better in in the heights. Yes, hundred percent. And like, it's hard to know where they kind of want to go with this into the second one, and maybe they'll like the sixth one. Yeah. Okay. The sixth overall one. <laughs> um, but like, I, I I hope they give her character more. Um, to do more to do <laughs> less billy loomis yeah. more her and like just write her better like it was just she just kind of had to be there in order to keep things moving but like tara was better and yeah. she was fucking bedridden for most of it yeah she, she was, was in a closet for most of the third act and i yeah. still was like she's oh, a man, much tara. more she's a much more compelling character and she was yeah the she's not a good enough lead yeah She's the weakest part of that movie. Agreed. And the movie does so well without her that you can look past yeah. her not being a good enough lead. Because she's not, like, she's not a good, she's not Neff Campbell, but she's also just, I don't know, they just, they did her dirty. Yeah. They did her dirty and she's just not as, she's not as good, her storyline is not as good as the rest. Yeah. Agreed. So. So how do we wrap this up for Scream? You me, would you like me to do the uh, spoiler whistle again? <laughs> yeah, I guess we can bring... If if you tuned out, now you may tune back in. Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. You can come back in. Nice. So um, the, spo- the spoilers are done. Yeah, spoilers are done. I think it's still, at the end of the day, uh, it's still a recommend for me. I enjoyed it. I will probably revisit it at some point. I don't know that I'm going to own this movie, but I will revisit it down the road. I already got the Steelbook pre-ordered. I like. I oh liked it God. a lot. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Minus my qualms in the spoilers yeah. section, I I thought they did really well with it, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, 
I am too. I am looking forward to watching it again. But I still won't die for the Babadook. I like the Babadook. I'm not going to die for the no, Babadook. Homie don't, homie don't die for the Babadook. <laughs> homie dies for maybe... Oh, I don't know. Between the Babadook... Okay, if we had to. So out of the four... Hereditary. I'll, I'll die, for, die hereditary. for Hereditary. I'll die for Hereditary. Hereditary. Die for hereditary. <laughs> I would hereditary. die for It Follows. I liked It Follows a lot. I'll die for Hereditary. That's fair. Hereditary is a straight-up banger. Um... No it one's follows. dying for the Vavitch. No. Definitely not. And It Follows is not a banger of a movie. I hate It Follows with every fiber of my being. Well, that's uh, that's just like your opinion, man. That's true. <laughs> Tell us what you... Like, are you still recommending? I don't know. Am I going to have a chance to talk? Um, uh, hold on a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, Brush your teeth, Tony. Brush my teeth. Um, Talking time is all. Uh, yes, I have the pre. I have also pre-ordered the Steelbook of, okay. of Scream. So there it is. So, yeah, uh, there we go. And I had it pre-ordered before I even watched it. So nice. definitely, uh, I had a blast watching this. I watched it on uh, Saturday morning while everybody was asleep. Sure. I had to silently yell at the screen, which I thought was always fun. Um, definitely would recommend if you're a fan of slashers if you're a fan of scream franchise or even horror movies in general definitely seek out this one it's a hell of a lot of fun and uh yeah am i the only one who saw it in the theater yeah i'm actually upset that i didn't see it in the theater because i actually had this written down that there was a couple moments in here that if i was in the theater it would have been electric like when sydney goes uh i'm sydney i'm sydney fucking prescott of course i have a gun like could you imagine (laughs) that that on opening night yeah, like that been, would have been. You expe- I was. I was expecting only, everybody to stand up and clap yeah, like and cheer. clap and cheer. There was and like stuff, fifteen right? people there, and I swear to God, I was the only one chuckling at half of it. Yeah, and then the other movie. I was the only one having a gay old time. <laughs> and the other movie when she's like, "And the Babadook fucking rules." Do <laughs> you imagine yeah. that? Imagine that on freaking opening night. Still of course, for the Babadook. Yeah, how many of those people would have seen the Babadook? That's true. If They're we saw, if we saw it, yeah. Horror, man. yeah. That's that's know. that's the problem They're with into the stabby casual stabby. public. Stabby stabby. That's true. Yeah, that's death. True. It's true. So yeah, it's, it looks sounds like it's three thumbs up over here. Agreed. Um, three, but yeah, three, it's three, out. Three definite recommends. Three definite recommends. It's out. Uh, go watch it. It's worth it. And uh, maybe you'll agree with us. Maybe you won't. You know, it's fine. Tell us in the comments. Actually. Yeah, let us know in the comments uh, on Spotify. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let us know what you think. You can tweet at us. Um, but before we get to that, before we get to like our, our handles and shit, uh, I'm going to have a last segment that I want to keep as a tradition because if any if any of you know David Baldwin, um, the first thing that should come to your mind is a plethora, and that is the only word that I can describe it, of physical copies of movies. It's become as 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 one of his two brothers. The thing that I know the most is that almost every week, without fail, there's an Amazon package showing up for Dave that includes Blu-rays. Um, so we're gonna add a segment in here, and Tony, you're also welcome to this because I know you order quite a few as well, not at the same level. Not at degree. the same, you know. You know, I have to really want it. If I look at it, and I'm like, yeah. you know what, I need that. I need this. I will buy it. I'm not like Dave where it's just like, oh, it's five bucks. It's a steal. Let's grab it. Yeah. So we're going to add a segment in here that's, um, we're going to call Dave's New Blues, where 
I wear, uh, where I wear jeans. You sh- I show off my new Calvin Klein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your denim on ones. denim. Um, we're just gonna give Dave a moment to give us a what's what's your new favorite Blu-ray that you got? Uh, so recently, I was hoping that I would get Alligator on 4K, but I didn't. So that'll have to be my next one. Um, right now, the newest Blu-ray that I got that I'm enjoying is Miller's Crossing, the new Criterion edition. Uh, Shout out to Criterion. Please sponsor our show. (laughs) (laughs) My God, could you imagine? Anyways, before we let that dream continue, um, it's just a solid little thriller. Little little Joel Ethan Cohen film from the early 90s. There's a lot of controversy about this release right now um, because there's a minute and a half that's been cut from it. Really? Yeah, I think it's a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. They've uh, edited it, so it's a director's cut. Oh. So it's not quite, it's not the original version, which comes back to our discussion about what fans own and what they don't. Do we know what was cut out? Uh, There's one line that was cut out for sure, but then I think it's just trimmed here and there. Mm. I haven't gone through the whole thing yet to check. But um, I just, I love collecting my Criterions, and I love Joel and Ethan Cohen, and it's just a solid little film. Agreed. That's, you know, it's underrated. A lot of people don't, like, when you think Cohen, you think Fargo, and you think Big Lebowski, and you think No Country for Old Men. You don't really think Miller's Crossing. Solid, solid gangster movie, for sure. Agreed. I saw it for the first time, circling all the way back, when I was talking about the Brood and the Criterion Challenge that we're doing. That was the first one I watched for my Criterion Challenge. I'd never seen it before. And what a solid film. Like, to solid. kick off their career with that. And well, they had a couple before that. But yeah. It was, that was where they started That's, going. Yeah, I think that one was really what kicked it in gear for them. What yeah. kicked it in gear, yeah. It's like, to move from that and then to give people, you know, to give us Fargo and The Big Lebowski and No Country for Old Men and... Lewin Davis. And, and, Lewin and Davis, like, yeah. just bangers after bangers. And to start with something like that, that is just incredible... Um, yeah, I was really happy to watch it. So good for you for owning it. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. That, I think, wraps it up for our first episode. That is on screen 2022. Woo! Five um, cream! Woo! Five cream! Um, so, yeah, we'll take a, a moment here at the end just for some housekeeping, um, some administrative stuff, if you will. Since this is our first episode, you can find us anywhere you'd like. Um, you're probably listening to this podcast, hopefully, on your favorite service. Um, but we are on all of them, so if you maybe stumbled across us on Spotify but really like Apple, you do you, man. We're there. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. We're at the exact same handle. It's at Fingerguns with a Z. So F-I-N-G-E-R-G-U-N-Z-T-D-J. Tony, Dave, and James. Um, yeah, come join us. Follow us. Give us a follow. We'll tweet some stuff we can talk about film more we can talk about this episode more if you join us on patreon we're going to come up with some uh, interesting prizes and not maybe not prizes some interesting like levels of uh patronage um so you might get some extra filler and stuff that was cut out from this episode for time um and maybe we might start our finger guns after dark Ooh. <laughs> Which I don't even know what that means yet, but we're going to figure that one out. Um, Definitely like finger guns after dark. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it gets a little blue. <laughs> um, so, yeah, come find us. Uh, we're going to be back. We're going to keep this up to uh, usually bi-weekly if we can. Um, so tonight's with Scream. And next week, 
anyone want to give away what we're seeing? It's a little indie thriller, crime noir f- film about an, an orphan who, uh, well, he, he becomes a vigilante and beats gangsters to a pulp at night. That was Dave's audition for NPR. Yes. Um, yes. The movie yes. is sponsored by The Color Red. And the movie is sponsored by The Color Red. Yeah. We're <laughs> very, very excited. We are seeing The Batman on Thursday. Uh, I'm stoked. Um, I know Dave got to see it. I'm under NDA. I can't talk about it yet. And I don't want you to talk <laughs> about it. All, all we can say is that you did see it. I did. And, and, and hey, he has thoughts, which he gets to reinforce. He gets to have a second viewing. And have even better thoughts than and he gets Tony to see all of thoughts. our reactions too. True, correct. Yeah, he's going to be sitting there in the in the VIP theater, looking at our faces while yes. things happen. Yeah. Ah, 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 yeah. We're we're finger guns. <laughs> we're finger guns uh, right now. That's uh, yeah. This anyway, fu- I gotta get I gotta get new fucking. Tony needs new headphones. New headphones, he needs new headphones for headphones. sure. <laughs> we're we're making this one up on the fly, but this was a lot of fun. Sure. Um, so stick around. We'll be back in two weeks with the Batman. See you soon, everybody.